Yo, what's good? It's your boy Jack Spade. You've tuned into another edition of Hoop Talk. It's business as usual, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Alright, this is the aftermath of the Kawhi DeMar DeRozan trade. Came as a bit of a shock to a lot of people. Um, not so much for me. I figured uh, the Spurs are a very calculated, smart organization, and they would never trade a player of Kawhi's caliber to a team in their conference. Uh, he was definitely going out east, and he was definitely going to a team that would be able to provide them with uh, decent uh, collateral. And they definitely wanted to make sure uh, they stuck it to him just a little bit, with a little bit of pettiness. Uh, because the Boston Celtics did put together a decent trade package with a lot of young talent and some potential picks, and the Spurs walked away from it. Uh, they're not really in win-now mode because the way their roster is con- constructed, even with Kawhi Leonard, they're, they're not even the top three team in the West. Uh, so getting DeMar DeRozan, who's a, a solid player. He's definitely a solid player, but he's no Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he doesn't command the uh, the president. He doesn't have a court presence like Kawhi Leonard on the offensive end or the defensive end. But they definitely, you know, feel they made the right move in sending the Kawhi to Toronto to get DeMar DeRozan. Um, which they'll be solid, they'll be legit. I think Pop will make it work as far as using Demar's offensive skills. Uh, Demar has a bit of a throwback game where he uh, pick and pop within the uh, mid-range game, probes, attacks the rim. Uh, not a heavy three-point shooter, but can shoot the three when prompted. Uh, the Raptors. Uh, they definitely got a, a better piece with Kawhi Leonard coming there. Um, he's an offensive threat, a defensive threat, um, a quiet leader. Real nice move. But let, let's not forget the the off-the-court moves made by both these organizations, you know, to acquire these players in this trade. Kind of dirty, kind of dirty, kind of sneaky. Uh, DeMar DeRozan's put out there that the Raptors um, promised him he wouldn't be traded, promised him that uh, he wasn't going to be going anywhere, and then he was traded. Uh, Kawhi Leonard put in his request where he liked to be traded, told the team he wasn't going to resign next year, which we all knew he was looking for a way out of San Antonio, and they sent him to the the frigid Toronto area, which kind of was like, you know, shots fired. Um, but it, it is what it is. This is the, the harsh business side of the NBA of sports is that sometimes management does what management is going to do. And as a player, you have to adjust and you have to go and roll with the punches. Um, a lot of people side with management generally uh, here at Hoop Talk. I don't side with management. Nope, not going to be able to do it, in the words of Jalen Rose. 
because um, it's, it's not a real not a real good look in my opinion if you're either franchise because you have a tough time getting marquee free agents to come to your city uh, or your location. Uh, the Toronto Raptors have not had the best luck with signing big time free agents. And as of lately, the Spurs are in the same boat. If you think about it, all their top talent has generally been draft picks. Um, so, sending Kawhi to Toronto, not a big fan of that move right there. And then sending DeMar to San Antonio after you told him that you were going to build around him and he was going to be the guy. Not a big fan of that move. Uh, now, the Raptors are going to try their best to you know, court Kawhi and show him a good time because they have him on a one-year rental. I don't, I don't see him staying. I really don't see him staying. Uh, he's, he's a Southern California guy. Uh, he's lived in San Antonio for the last couple of years, and that cold is <laughs> that's real cold. That's that up north, bone-chilling cold right there. And I don't think he'll be a big fan. Even though Toronto is a popping city, it's lit. It's, it's a lot to do. It's a, it's a pretty hot melting pot location uh, where you just got a lot going on. Uh, I don't think that's going to be enough to, to keep Kawhi in Toronto. I do think Kawhi has an amazing dominant year in the East. Uh, because there's going to be no one to, to control him or keep him in check. And I think the Raptors just open up the offense and let him go to work and let him be the claw. Uh, and I, I do see the Raptors being a top three team in the East because of his defensive capabilities. Um, this whole situation started because of Kawhi's questioning the San Antonio Spurs medical staff. And a lot of uh, people don't realize Danny Green, who was a part of this trade for the Rap- to the Raptors, um, has a nagging injury that at the time was not disclosed because the Spurs training staff painted a picture of, you know, he's in good health and he's good to go. Uh, and now there's this, this injury. Uh, and it kind of makes, uh, not kind of, it, it does make Kawhi look very right in his decision not to play this season and his decision to get a second opinion about his medical condition because his first training staff uh, kind of botched this one and, and didn't uh, take into consideration the best uh, look for its player with how they were uh, diagnosing his injury. Uh, which a lot of people don't realize that uh, the teams do. They uh, they give you the green light when you should definitely have the red. Uh, case in point, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, the Celtics did him dirty as far as the contract goes, uh, in a lot of people's opinion. But he, he, he laid his body on the line for them, playing with an injury, and that's what he got. He got sent to Cleveland, you know. Um, and his, his injury held him back the entire year. Um, hopefully he's okay. He's a talented scoring guard, and uh, hopefully he's okay. And uh, to take it further back, Grant Hill. Uh, a lot of people may not remember Grant. He was 
he was on his way to being LeBron before LeBron was LeBron. Uh, he carried the Pistons, dominant from the four spot as a scorer, facilitator, and a playoff series with the Pistons. He had an ankle injury. He played on it when he probably should have been sitting down, and it ruined his career because he, he was never able to recover. So uh, I do like the fact that a lot of players now are taking ownership of their careers by getting those second opinions and, and and making better decisions about their health. Uh, this NBA season, as I've said repeatedly, is going to be off the hook because so many teams have made moves and so many players are, are playing for uh, big contracts and to regain their their position in the NBA's food chain. Uh, this was a little more of an extended podcast today. Definitely appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, stay tuned. I know I've said on previous podcasts that we may be revamping the format, changing. We're not going to be revamping the format. This is Hoop Talk, where ball is life. So we will talk about nothing but ball on this podcast. But we are looking to start a separate podcast uh, soon to come. Uh, we're dropping that probably within the next two weeks. So stay tuned. I'll drop more information. And hopefully you'll listen to both podcasts and uh, let me know what you think. All right. Uh, whatever platform you're listening on, I definitely appreciate you listening. Uh, drop a comment. Uh, say a little something. Uh, show your appreciation. Even if you got some hate, that's all good. You know, we welcome uh, whatever you got. All right. I'm out.